This is an ABC podcast. This is the Conversation Hour on ABC Radio Melbourne and Victoria. When you're planning a long drive, do you have a place where you know you're going to stop along the way to break up the trip? Maybe it's a town that's home to a great pie or a nice set of toilets, possibly an op shop. Or somewhere, Jeremy Story Carter, where you're going to stretch your legs. Yeah, Rish, a lot of towns actually even embrace this and sort of welcome any sort of stopover traffic and business that that might bring. But the question is, how do you go from being a town that's not just a good place to stop, but actually a great place to stay and maybe even live. So Charlton is one of those towns that you might stop at along the way. And I was actually reminded just last night that we would always stop at Charlton. And this was on our big, long summer holiday road trip to Mildura. So by this point, you're about three hours north of Melbourne. And if you're anything like me, you are ready for a break. Mm. And what I remember about Charlton is that it has a very fine set of toilets, like big and clean loose. <laughs> Crucial. You know? Yeah, that's important. When you come out and you go, mate, they were some nice toilets, which you don't say very often. But it's also beautiful, this traveller's rest spot. There's a bridge, a gorgeous bridge over the Avoca River and an excellent salad sandwich. Absolutely vital. Uh, Charlton is a town that, alongside its proud agricultural roots, actually promotes those sorts of traveller facilities Mm. and, and does make itself a great place to stop off. But increasingly, it's also becoming known further abroad as the home of OK Motels. So that's a festival of sorts, but it's a, a music festival, in, in fact. But it's one where the headline act is kind of Charlton itself, where the spotlight beams down on the town's character and its characters. And you are going to meet some of those characters today. Charlton is home to just over a 1,000 people. As you said, Jeremy, it's an agricultural town and it also proudly calls itself the friendly town. It's a great place to stop, as we've said, but how do you turn it in to a great place to stay, maybe outside of that one-off festival? And how do you turn it into a great place to live? Did you grow up in Charlton? Did you move there later in life? Is it the town that you stop at on your road trip? Today, let's go to Charlton. On ABC Radio, Melbourne and Victoria. This is the Conversation Hour. Rochelle Hunt and Jeremy Story Carter are part of the National Regional Reporting Team with you. Jeremy, Charlton is that classic stopover town, a population of around a 1,000. It prides itself on being friendly and being a great place to stop. And more than ever before over the last couple of years, the spotlight on regional Victoria and so many people moving mm. to regional Victoria and we've never spoken about it more. But how many people are moving to places like Charlton, you know, where there is only a, a population of a, around 1,000? Well, it's a really tough one for small, those really smaller towns of, of populations around that level because, of course, we're seeing movement um, to places where there might be uh, bigger populations and therefore bigger s- services, more, you know, access to childcare, uh, access to schooling, just sort of general, you know, things going on. And so uh, for a lot of those smaller towns, it, it is a difficult moment questioning, well, what does our our next little wave of our future, what's exciting and kind of lurching us forward? And in fact, bringing people to the place, not not seeing people leave. And, and Charlton has a really interesting story that's combining that sort of beautiful history, but um, this emergent sort of future as well. 
So how do you not only keep people in that town, how do you get people to move to that town? And as we've heard this week, you know, there is issues with childcare, for example, in Charlton. The Charlton Childcare Centre has been built for over 18 months, but it's not open. So it can be a place where people might want to move, but you will have all of the issues that a town of this size may have. Tricia, you're in Mooney yes. Ponds. Hello. What makes yes. you, What takes you to Charlton? Well, I was going to Buildura. I often go up there and I just drive through Charlton, but I went up for New Year's and I stopped. I saw the sign for the baker. <laughs> and I think you've got a gem, an absolute gem in that baker. I bought some of the best bread I have ever eaten. <laughs> and so on the way back... I deliberately timed it so that I would get there when the bread was fresh out of the oven <laughs> and then worked five loaves and to bring back to my friends and family. I love that. And I, do you know what I also love? There's a little, uh, and this is not Charlton, but there's another small town where I do the same thing, Tricia, where I plan it. And not only do I get a loaf of bread that's there for school sandwiches the next day, I get a family-sized pasty mm. so that you've got oh, dinner yes. that night. Yes, the baker's was fabulous. I bought cakes, I bought pastries, I bought bread. And I reckon you've got a gem that you could be profiling. You've got bakers in that town. Have a food festival. Mm, some big, big ideas. Trish, can, can I get the sense, what was it, because you might see a lot of bakeries on, on that sort of a drive, what was it that pulled you in uh, on your drive and made you think to stop off there? I think it was the location of the baker just close to the toilets. So then I said, where's the toilet? And they said, across the road. So coming back, I knew that the toilet was there opposite the baker. Um, what drew me in was that there were people sitting out on the footpath having coffee. And when that happens, you know that there's something good going on. <laughs> Trisha, and, well done. Thank you. It was just fabulous. I can't say anything higher than that. You've got a gem. Well, this is possibly why it's been labelled the friendly town. Now, this if you go into different websites, if you go into tourist information, they proudly label themselves as the friendly town. And so far today, Jeremy, with all of the people that we've spoken with and that who you're going to meet, I think I believe it. Yeah. I actually think it might be the friendly town. A lot of people lay claim to that, but this, this might be the town. Kayleen Kossar is a farmer. She's the president of the Charlton Neighbourhood House. And just quietly, Kayleen, we've also heard that you pretty much run Charlton. So a warm welcome to the Conversation Hour. Uh, thanks, Rochelle and Jeremy, but I'll uh, refute the latter. <laughs> <laughs> what makes Charlton the friendly town? Um, well, it's always been known as the friendly river town. Very few people uh, recognise that we have a river running through the town. Um, but after the floods of 2011, we dropped the river out of it. And we do believe that we're the friendly town. We believe we're very engaging with visitors to the community and um, you wouldn't walk down the street of Charlton without someone saying hello to you, even though they don't know you. Yeah, and that's a. It, it's funny how that's a sort of unspoken thing, that un, unspoken energy of a place that can be quite welcoming. Because not everyone who's on, you know, maybe travelling through necessarily thinks, oh, am I allowed to stop here? Am I allowed to, you know, go into the pub? Or, you know, is that actually going to be something welcome? But do you think it, it is that place for people? Yeah, I honestly believe that. I think that we're very... Um, engaging and embracing of a great range of diversity 
Um, like last weekend, we had a motorbike rally in town with 800 people and, you know, you welcome them with open arms. And this weekend, as you said, we've got the OK Motels and that'll bring another, you know, four or 500 different um, style of person to the community and we welcome them um, equally. Kayleen, I grew up in a town very similar size and most of us, very few of us would stay. A lot of us would leave and that would be to go to university or to get jobs, whether it be into Melbourne or in other sort of bigger regional areas. How do you get people to stay? How do you ensure that the next generation doesn't move out? Um, I think having a positive attitude um, makes people realise what a great place it is to live in. So uh, sharing that knowledge with the next generation is very important. Um, Rochelle, as you said, you always stop at the toilets. Um, On the toilets, we have a map. And if you drive through Charlton, you don't understand how livable it is because the majority of our infrastructure isn't on the main road. We have a, an amazing new hospital. We have a fantastic, or we have two schools and one P12 school that's fantastic um, with new infrastructure, a trade training centre. We have a 230-seat conference centre. Um, you don't see that from the road. So what we've done is as you pull into the Traveller's Rest Toilets there, We've put images of all of that just to encourage people to stop and consider moving to Charlton. Um, And I think also with COVID and the introduction of technology um, and young people being able to study online now, we're actually seeing an increase in the 18 to 25-year-olds staying in our community or returning back to our community. And how important is that as someone who cares obviously deeply about the town? How important is it that, um, you know, the, that new generation of, of locals emerges and actually keeps things kind of kicking into the, the next next generation? Oh, it's, it's absolutely critical for your town's survival. Um, from keeping your sporting clubs and community organisations going to having a new enthusiastic uh, volunteer base to... You know, having kids attending the school, like it's it's all important to keep us as a community thriving. It's actually made even our headlines here in Melbourne, your childcare centre, Kayleen, and unfortunately it's been empty, sitting there built for 18 months, but it's not a service that locals can use at the moment and it's frustrating so many people. So with a town of your size, you need those services, but they're not always you know, it's not, it's not that easy. It's easier said than done. So what are some of the challenges that you're facing? Um, we, like all country towns, we have the challenges um, such as childcare, um, which obviously we have a building, we just need a provider and we're working through every angle that we can with the Bullockshire Council to make that happen. Um, we have a shortage of housing as well for young people to be able to purchase. Uh, part of that is... We don't have any facility for people to downsize, um, maybe into a gated community. We have a very large percentage, from memory it's around 50 to 60% of single single household dwellings. So we don't have anywhere for those people to downsize and stay in the community. So people who who might be getting on a little bit but still want to live in Charlton and, and just need a little bit of assisted living? Yeah, absolutely. So we don't have something like that. Um, even our aged care facilities um, aren't adequate. Like we've got a great facility, but it's not large enough to accommodate the people. Um, but so, you know, like all towns, we, we have that. We don't have a Uber service or a taxi mm. service and we only have public transport once a day. So 
if people need to go to, say, Bendigo or Melbourne for non-urgent medical appointments, we have to have a volunteer community car service. Um, it's all those little things that I think that when you're in the city, you sort of take for granted it's just there, whereas we have to fight for those things to be here. And I, just from speaking to people around town, I um, have just been so struck by the volunteer streak that runs through so many people and the I think amount everyone there's a volunteer of hour, some Yeah, level. the <laughs> hours that everyone seems to contribute just to make sure, as you say, those those bits in between the town functions. Um, just finally, Kayleen, you mentioned the um, OK Motels festivals this weekend. Are you um, chipping in there in any way? Are you going to be involved? Um, yeah, I'm, I will be involved. I work the bar um, on both nights down there. So they employ community people to work the bar um, and also our local youth group who are auspiced by the Neighbourhood House uh, selling the ice creams at the pool party event too. So, <laughs> yeah, so you'll see, you'll see a lot of volunteers. Make sure you uh, call in and say hello to them and you know, make yourself known to them um, and maybe pop on back to Charlton. You know, in the next month, we've got yes uh, a whole range of things, live shows at the Rex Theatre. We've got a film festival, an underage uh, festival for youth. So in the next month, pop on back. I can start to see why they say that you run the town, Kayleen, and the, those those who run the town have to run the bar as well. So we wish you all the uh, best. You're going to have a no, busy I, weekend. Uh, thanks, Rochelle. I actually do it so I can get to talk to the people and engage <laughs> with them. <laughs> it's more social than work. Kayleen, so thanks for your time. Kayleen Kossar Farmer, President of the Charlton Neighbourhood House. This text, quite a while ago, we stopped at Charlton at the Travellers Rest Area for a one night in town. We had an ensuite at our caravan site. We picked up the key at the pub, had a beer and wine, of course. We dropped it off at the butcher shop. Everywhere we went, everyone was so friendly and welcoming. Even though we had food in our van, we ended up eating out that night and we bought some presents for our grandchildren at the local homeware and gift shop. I love that, right? What do you do do with the key? You drop it off at the butcher's. (laughs) Perfect. Because where else would you drop it? Sarah's in Bacchus Marsh. Hi, Sarah. Hello. What did you want to say? Well, we, if we go to Mildura, which is not often, we always stay at Charlton. Traveller's Rest has been mentioned. It's just always clean. You get an ensuite site, one of the cheapest ones anyway. And we've always loved the pub. I don't know if they still do it. But any pub that does a Bain Maria vegetables gets our vote. <laughs> so we've always loved going to the pub. And I think, you know, just supporting Charlton because back 10 years ago, they were flooded like five times in two years, um, you know, really struggling. So it's a lovely, clean, well-presented town that's making a big effort. It's so true. And I wonder, Sarah, thank you. You know, we're talking about Charlton here, Jeremy. But it represents so many towns of that size and lots of other people talking about where they stop on their way through, whether it be Glen, o- Glen Rowan, you know, it's the first stop on a long 10-hour drive to Sydney. Mm. Uh, we stop there. Uh, we stop at the local petrol station, take away food chains, and recent years have slowed that main traffic. But I, others- I think that's a really crucial point, yeah. actually. I was thinking about that because I was driving up and down the Hume over the weekend and you do have these big service centres which have, obviously, the fast food chains, we all know the, the big letter on top, and then the petrol at the front. Mm-hmm. And it it is there for convenience. It has toilets. So increasingly, those are things that are designing to pull you off. 
to that part of the road, but not um, necessarily to, to stop in, town. in a town. And so I think that, that represents a real challenge. Absolutely. Well, I mentioned that, you know, I grew up in Trafalgar. We owned the local milk bar and people would stop on the way through and they would turn into Contingent Street. You'd have to stop off the highway and you would turn into Contingent Street and we would have travellers. Where are you being? Where are you going? Blah, blah, blah. But then when the service station opened... Our milk bar lasted maybe two years. That was it. It, it just, no one stopped. So yeah. you, you can only survive on locals for so long. And if you lose either big business in town or if you have a, a big service station, then what happens? What are the flow-on effects to those small towns if it is the place where you stop? Because it can be a town's identity. You have locals, but it's also the stopover town. And it, it, you really do need to have that identity that's sort of known outside of it because if a road is physically taking you away from this town and from stopping in that town, then it can be a, a real uphill battle. The Charlton January Tennis Tournament is great. It's a fun family event, very welcoming. The Beautiful blonde brick flat roof clubhouse facing north over 16 lawn courts with the Mallee eucalypt foliage and the Rivals Garden Square at Melbourne Park. So when was the last time you went to Charlton and maybe you've moved back to Charlton? This is the Conversation Hour. On the road again. I just drive through Charlton. Just can't wait to get on the road again. I saw the sign for the baker. Mm-hmm. My love is making music with my You've friend. got a gem. I can't wait to get on the road again. You've got a gem. Rochelle Hunt and Jeremy Story Carter with you. A spotlight on Charlton today. And that was the um, new marketing member of the uh, of Charlton, Trish from <laughs> Mooney Ponds. It was like, could not speak highly enough of the bakery in Charlton. Fair play. Well, the hook is a friendly town, but maybe it needs to be changed to you've got a gem. Sam's in Shepparton. And Sam, we were actually just talking about the, the tennis tournament that you sent a message through on. What, what makes the tennis tournament just so great? Uh, good morning. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I think the community spirit of that tournament is absolutely fantastic. Um, uh, and even just the whole experience of being welcomed by everyone uh, who is running in a club, who's involved in tennis, and also there's people in the community of Charlton who aren't really involved in tennis who come down. And it really, you see it as an outsider, it brings the town together quite well as, uh, as well. Um, it's also a bit fun because they still use paper instead of a computer system. So uh, there's those small enjoying, <laughs> enjoyment factors as well. Yeah, I was um, chatting to someone about, uh, one of the organisers yesterday actually, about um, the tennis tournament. And it actually sounds quite a, yeah, like it's highly, highly populated thing. And they there also seemed to be a consideration of making sure that... Um, that attendees, people who've travelled to be there, actually put some money back into mm. town. So whether it was organising meals at the pub or things like that, it, it did seem to flow throughout the community, not just at the tennis club itself. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, for sure. I um, completely agree. Yep. I love that, Sam. Thank you. This text, born in Charlton almost 60 years ago, beautiful little town. Sadly, only lived there six months and then we had to move to Melbourne for my dad's job, but I absolutely love going back. Before we have a chat to Kate Berry, the woman who many of you would know behind the OK Motels Festival, Elizabeth's in Phillip Island. Morning. Morning. What's Um, your idea? I moved geocation. I don't know if you've heard about that. That's where we use um, smartphones and so on to find caches that have been hidden around an area. And every year, the local Victorian group does a big event where you get 500 plus people 
descending on an area for an event over a weekend. Uh, we're having one at Rubber Glen at Easter, and they put out five, six hundred cases of various sorts. So it's sort of like a hide and seek kind of idea Pokemon? with your phone. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit like um, oh, what is Pokemon? But yeah. we actually have cases hidden there, things that people have to get there and sign to prove that they've um, found it. I've never heard of this, Elizabeth. What did you say it was called? Geo. Geocaching. Geocaching. Casing. Oh Well, I have learnt something today. So you reckon if Charlton put one on, how many people would they get there over a weekend? Uh, over the big event weekend, you get 500 plus. Amazing. Wow. We're going to hold on to your number because I want to learn more about this new and growing growing trend. How long have you been doing it, Elizabeth? I've been doing it since 2015 and it's only been going since 2000 when the US switched the satellite system to a more accurate one so right. that you can use the satellite GPSs to um, get within two or three metres of where the patient okay. is. Okay. Elizabeth, thank you. I mean, I get lost just using a sat-nav uh, on, you know, my way around <laughs> suburban Melbourne. So I will probably not be partaking, but... I'll or at least not succeeding that way. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make the sandwiches. Yeah, lovely, lovely. And yeah. I'll be a part of it. Many people, of course, are heading to Charlton now, not for the Traveller's Rest Stop, Jeremy. They're going for another reason. And it's because of this woman, Kate Berry, who is the founder of OK Motels Festival. Kate, how is it that you started a festival that's been running for years now that works alongside and with the locals, which we'll go into in such an incredible way? How did you select Charlton? Hi. Um, thanks for talking to me again. Um, it was just a road trip that I used. I just like jumping in my car and going on adventures and I just happened to find Charlton and was surprised that it was a town that I hadn't seen before and the motel was just you know that kind of iconic 70s motel and um and the pub which um someone else was talking about the East Charlton is probably one of my most favorite pubs in the world and um so it's got a great motel and a great pub so I thought it was a good reason to bring lots of people here. (laughs) And it's one thing to bring people to a place, but if you're just sort of using that place as a prop, you know, just as a Mm. a backdrop or somewhere for a a cute photo, that's sort of one thing. But that's not really what your festival gets at. It seems like it strives for a much more meaningful engagement and actual celebration of of that place. Yeah, I think so. And I I think... Um, the thing that's taken me like, by surprise so much is how connected I've become with the people in town. And I think that through that, the festival's kind of become the same thing where everyone that um, we've come in touch with has like started to be- um, become part of the festival as well. So the CWA, the Charlton Youth Group, awesome Kayleen, who does everything. And if it wasn't for her, I don't know how I'd actually be able to pull this thing together. She does everything. <laughs> Um, and yeah, just through all those connections, you know, everyone, you know, has something to offer and I just find it such a more genuine experience of the town rather than sort of just rocking up and then 
know, yes. leaving. And that's, I mean, that's something you should be incredibly proud of, Kate, because of all of the people that we've spoken to, not one of them said, oh, yeah, mate, that's the weekend where everyone flocks to town and they kind of drive us a bit crazy. We get out of there for the weekend. We get out of there for the weekend. I mean, Jeremy and I have done entire conversation hours on when the festival comes to town. And there are mm. some festivals where people aren't happy about maybe the state that their town is left in or that the so-called mm. community consultation was some sort of just dodgy flyer that maybe was chucked into their letterbox. <laughs> what, yeah. what does truly working with the community look like? I mean, how do you ensure that you're not just flying in and flying out or that, as Jeremy said, you're not sort of just taking the mickey out of a town, that you're truly yeah. working with the locals? Yeah, well, I mean, I've become like really close friends with a lot of people in town over these years and I think that that connection is quite genuine and I, you know, I want to share this event and with them. And um, and so, like, for this event that is this weekend, you know, I we came up one weekend, had tea and scones and I invited everyone in town who had a great idea for the weekend to come along and we wrote it all down and so this this weekend we have more things than we've ever had where, you know, there's like an artist market and there's like the Uniting Church is doing a treasure bazaar thing, which is amazing. There's some Dolly Parton records in there that I'm going to try and get my hands on. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's just, I don't know, there's just, to me, it's, um, yeah, pulling all these people together and to share the weekend with them. And also, I guess the big thing for me is, um, I love that the people come to the event. Um, we, you know, we place a lot of importance on the people coming to the event to actually talk and connect with the people who live here. Um, I think that that's actually like a really big part of the event. So, um, you know, everyone gets to know each other. So, you know, people from the city get to know the people from Charlton and vice versa. So, um, yeah, I think it, that's kind of part of what makes it such a, a great weekend. Yeah, and I've been to lots of music festivals and events uh, around uh, the state and that doesn't always happen and it doesn't always sort of last like that. So it is, um, if it works, it is special. Stay with us, Kate. Uh, Ruth has called through from uh, Caulfield. Ruth, have you ever been to to Charlton and the festival? Yes, I have been to the festival. Uh, My husband and I went there for a weekend and it was just amazing. We couldn't believe how much effort they put into this festival. And there was a band playing, I think they were called The Follicles. Um, and we did speak to a lot of people there and we just found it fascinating. It's just a beautiful little town. And had you been there prior to that, Ruth? Never. There you go. So, And will you go back? Uh, I'd love to. <laughs> Kate, I mean, this is what we're hearing from so many different people. <laughs> but I think a lot of it is because, as you said yourself, you make Charlton, you know, the real star mm. of the weekend. It's on this weekend. Tell us about some of the events that you're working with the locals. Because I'm someone that we're going to speak to in just a moment. She was saying how much she loves the pool party, but then you've got yeah. pool comps. So what what are some of the events that you've got in conjunction with the locals? Yeah, um, well, the pool comp is one of the first things that we started, um, like, to bring the locals and the blow-ins together, and that's the locals and blow-ins pool comp, where it's a doubles pool competition, but the partnerships have to be made up of one local and one blow-in, so it kind of instantly, you know, makes this connection between, you know, the two groups. Um, so that's on Friday It was night. a really good idea, that. I really <laughs> do, am fond of that one. 
It's so fun. Yeah, it's and and what's so good about it is it actually has there's people who have be, like, have done those partnerships where they actually stay at the locals' house now when they come to the event. So it's, it is has actually yeah created real friendships, which is amazing. Um, and we have on Saturday the CWA doing a Devonshire tea down at the Lawn Bowls Club. So and the Lawn Bowls Club are opening up um, for barefoot bowls as well. Um, we have the like the local artists are putting on a market to sell all their um, stuff. Um, there's a whole town garage sale on Sunday, which is oh, pretty. Um, I'd be a garage sale. Uh, it, yeah, whole town and car boot. I mean, <laughs> it's worth the drive just for that. So um, yeah, and then the Charlton Youth Group are selling um, ice creams at the pool party. Um, yeah, there's. There's a bit going on. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. curious, Kate, like a lot of people, a lot of listeners to this program will know that that area uh, has historically been affected by flooding and just last year um, Charlton didn't fare as, as bad as some neighbouring towns but certainly was impacted and uh, your festival actually was supposed to take place in October. It was. Yeah. Um, it had to be cancelled at the last minute. Was there ever a part of you that felt, okay, well, this is a very real lived reality of a, uh, a small regional town. Um, is it even sort of appropriate to be thinking about a music festival at this point when people are going through that? Yeah, well, I think um, that was one of the main reasons we didn't do it in October was even though Charlton didn't flood, um, you know, I still found it would have been quite insensitive to still rock up and put on a show because, I mean, Charlton still was cut off and um, there was, you know, they'd just spent weeks, you know, building levees and stuff to protect the town. So it was not really the time to rock up and go, hey, let's have fun. But I think, um, you know, the town really looks forward to the weekend. So I think it would be, you know, it wouldn't be... You know, to to not come would be worse than you know mm. to to than coming. So I know that they they were actually really disappointed that it couldn't happen in October. Um, but yeah, we're we're looking forward to you know bringing life back in again this weekend. Well, congratulations Kate, because every local that we've spoken to and somehow is connected to your festival and it's one <laughs> thing to say we're going to involve the community and it's another to do it and you've managed to do that. So congrats mate, well done. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be so much fun. Everyone come up. <laughs> <laughs> Kate Berry, founder of OK Motels Festival. This lovely text. Thank you for this wonderful story about Charlton. On Australia Day, my wife, son and myself went on a drive through the beautiful Victorian countryside and remember Malmesbury is the standout. The bakery, it's dog-friendly outdoor garden area and botanic gardens. Just wow. We go out of our way to support country businesses and what a wonderful experience. Thank you for your heartwarming story and we hope to move from our overly busy Melbourne to the countryside someday. And I had sort of forgotten about my pa would say, let's go for a drive today. Right? That's just what my beautiful pa would do. And we'd be like, all right, where are we going to go? And, you know, maybe it's Charlton, maybe it's Malmesbury. But I wonder whether that let's go for a drive today, like, is that still a thing? There's definitely something about the of having these devices in our pockets that can sort of give us this almost too much information about everywhere that almost creates a bit of a paralysis like you don't you don't just sort of step out for a bit of an adventure but 
I mean, we are so lucky in Victoria. We have just some incredible towns with some really fantastic communities. So it is worth that trip. Catherine says, I grew up in Charlton. Fabulous memories of spending summers at the swimming pool, cycling to the edge of the town to go yabbying. It was a wonderful childhood. Well, that pool is going to be busy this weekend. So maybe you're going to Charlton. This is the Conversation Hour. I was just like jumping in my car, just happened to find Charlton. The motel was just, you know, that kind of iconic 70s motel. And the pub is probably one of my most favourite pubs. There's a little place that comes to mind. Believe you me, it's a joy to find. Rochelle Hunt and Jeremy Story Carter with you. We're talking Charlton today. The OK Motel Festival is on this weekend. But it's a town that we're discovering people use not only as a stopover because it has some of the best traveller rest spot facilities. That's a very polite way of saying really good loose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and picnic tables, you know, good, clean picnic tables as well. Plus it's scenic, it's just gorgeous. But here's a text from Mick and Molden. It says, the three-year-old Charlton Park complex is a credit to the town, jointly used by the footy and cricket club and the trotting club. It's a magnificent community building and the trotting club is the most progressive in Victoria. There you go. There you go. It's, it's such a balance, though, because uh, we celebrate some of the things that are great historically about these towns. But, of course, there, there needs to be that sort of, okay, what's our next, the next little story of, of this town? What are, what are we going to add to this town to sort of, um, yeah, just give it that different bit of life? So, um, yeah, it's been interesting, not just Charlton, but from, from places all around the state, um, texts are coming in around that. Um, Ross Lane, he knows as much about Charlton as seemingly uh, anyone. He's lived there most of his life. He is head of the local Lions Club uh, and will be seen about the festival uh, this weekend too. Ross, thanks so much for joining the Conversation Hour. No worries, Jeremy. Thanks for having me. Now, explain to me uh, from a sort of locals perspective what this um, this festival has sort of done to the town and how it's uh, evolved, but also how the town has evolved with it. Yeah, I think... Um we look forward to it. I know we do. I never hear any complaints about it. Um, uh, so it's something that's talked about, I know, all year. And that's really pleasing because we look forward to it coming every year. Um, so um, it just it's just great for the town. Um, everyone and, and every age group gets involved. That's That's what I'm really pleased about. No one goes out of town for the weekend like someone said before <laughs> that I know of and everyone wants to get involved. Can, 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 it, after it's happened, it's just um, people talk about it in a good way. Oh, that's fantastic. That's can I ask, know. Ross, that um, as somebody who's lived uh, there for so long, does it make you look at your town and the things within it and even the people within it a little bit differently, give it a sort of slightly different context and make you think, well, we've got actually something pretty special here? Yeah, I wouldn't. I actually wouldn't live anywhere else. The older you get, um, and that's me personally, the the more you appreciate your, your town, your community. Um, you probably don't think about. I probably didn't think about it too much years ago, but I do now, and I'm just I'm just passionate about keeping the town alive and you know getting involved in the communities and just just getting like um, someone said, we had a motorbike rally the other weekend. Just it's just about bringing people into town, and um, and they're all all good people that come to town. See, Ross, this is why, right, you're called the friendly town. Everyone we've spoken 
to at Charlton. I don't know. There's something running through the water, as my mum would say, in that town. What's your normal job in Charlton? Because you're a bus driver, yeah? Yeah, I, I work for uh, Starts Bus Lines in Charlton, and um, which is the only bus line in Charlton, but a great, uh, great bus line. And I'm very fortunate that that probably six months ago I said to Jamie, my boss, I've got an opportunity to play in a band at the OK Motels. And he said, no, that's OK. Well, unfortunately for Jamie, he's got he's got the OK Motels to bus around this weekend and he's got the Silo Art Tour, which he would usually want me to do like you wouldn't believe, but he was kind enough <laughs> to let me have the weekend off and I'm just in debt to him. <laughs> um, so I'm just really excited about playing in the band um, yeah. Uh, oh, that, hotel. oh, that'll be a ripper. What? What's um, just just finally, Ross? What's um, some of the numbers you might be uh, bussing out during your set? Uh, some of the numbers. Oh, there's a hair song, "Let the Sun Shine In." Um, All my loving by the Beatles. Um, I don't know, "Green River" by Credence. A oh. uh, whole lot of shaking, tutti frutti. Tutti frutti. Fair, fair old rocking songs. There. Love it. What a set list. Ross, thank so, you so much. No worries. Bus driver no worries. by day and drummer and dinner band by night. You are leading package. the perfect life. This Jeremy and Rochelle in the 1950s, I lived in Sea Lake where my father was a school principal. The house that we had lived on the school grounds was moved to Charlton. I have a photo of me in our old house in a totally different setting. That's from Judy in Mount Eliza. Janet Stafford, Stafford apologies, is the CWA president. So that is one hell of a role in Charlton. But I first <laughs> met Janet, actually, and I met you, Janet, not as the CWA president. I met you as someone was that was the Red Cross team convener during the floods. So when we talk about everybody volunteering in Charlton, you wear two very important uh, volunteer hats. What made you, I guess, move to Charlton in the first place? Because you're not born in Charlton. No, we weren't born in Charlton, um, but we both felt that we wanted to live in the country when we retired. And about 20 years ago, we found a falling down house that took us seven years to make it livable again. Um, but we fell in love with it from the minute we saw it. Um, and we have never, ever regretted moving to Charlton. It's a really nice town. And we've made lifelong friends with people. But it's a town where you want to get involved. It's a town where you're made very welcome to be involved. Um, it's just a happy place. It's, um, it's not utopia, but it's awfully good. Very, very good. <laughs> There's another catch. That's not too bad, actually. <laughs> it's not utopia, but it's awfully good. Well, <laughs> can I ask, Janet, um, what does uh, a CWA get up to on a weekend where there's a music festival going on that's sort of pitched at any, you know, maybe a 20s, 30s, early 40s type crowd? What does a CWA get up to on a weekend like that? Um, well, last year we did the ice creams at the pool party. We had so much fun. Um, the, the music was our era, um, you know, 70s and 80s rock, and we were just rocking those ice creams. <laughs> we just had a whale of a time. This year we're doing um, more traditional scones, jam and cream at the bowls club. Um, I don't make scones. You never, ever want to eat one of my scones, but the other ladies... They do really, really good scones. 
Um, so that's what we're doing. And then later in the year in May, we're running the uh, group craft exhibition, which will be held in the Shire Hall at Charlton. And that is just an amazing display of um, all kinds of handicrafts and cooking and preserving and from the entire region. So that'll be something that's coming to town um, at the beginning of May. And this is the thing, Janet, because I was on the Charlton Community Newsletter yesterday and I was reading through all of the events that you've got coming up. And yes, the OK Motels Festival is this weekend and it sounds like the entire community is involved in some way. But there are so many other events and things that are on. Would you like to see people consider coming to Charlton for a weekend like they might, I don't know, Dalesford mm. or other areas well, of Victoria. You could do that. Um, a really good example of that for me personally is um, our daughter, who was not born or grew up in Charlton, chose to get married at Charlton, and she was married at the Rex Theatre, which is right in the middle of town by a local celebrant. She walked down the aisle to the Grand March from Star Wars. Um, <laughs> The the guests came from all over Australia. Um, unfortunately, thanks to COVID, um, people from overseas couldn't come, but they were absolutely blown away. We had the reception at the Charlton Park, which somebody mentioned earlier. The cricket club and the footy club ran the bar. The garden club did the flowers, and you have never seen flowers like them. They were stunning. Um, there were volunteer... Um, well, we paid, but um, young people serving, the, the, all the food wherever possible was sourced within the town, the butcher, the baker, the local supermarket, the wedding cake, which was a work of art, was made by a lady <laughs> just out of town. Um, it was gluten and dairy free and oh it was goodness. just just beautiful. Oh, and the whole it. thing just ran um, and the feedback we got was from... All of the guests was it was the best wedding they'd ever been to in years. Well, I and reckon there's a, a new town. industry for Charlton, and mm. that is as mm. you know somewhere to go and get married. Janet, thank you so much, and hand on heart, thank you for all of the work that you did during the floods. We know that you worked around the clock to to help not only your town of Charlton but all of those surrounding towns. It sounds like in the small period of time that you've been there, you've really cemented yourself as a as a vital part of that community. So thanks for joining us. I feel like I belong um, and that's something that is really important um, to feel like you're actually part of a community, that you're a welcome part of the community and that it's your home. It's lovely. Janet Stafford, thanks so much for your time. You're welcome. CWA President, Local Red Cross Team Convener. It's not utopia but it's awfully good. Awfully <laughs> good. And just hearing that thing, this is why we're zeroing in oh. on Charlton today and, and hopefully other towns in the future is that it's not just about place. It, you really get to the idea of community there and the, the, the things that make a place special to live in and Janet just so beautifully articulated that. Absolutely. We cannot get these stupid goofy grins off our face. We're talking Charlton. This is the Conversation Hour. That probably six months ago I said to Jamie, my boss, I've got an opportunity to play in a band at the OK Motel. I'm just in debt to him. <laughs> um, what are some, some of the numbers you might be uh, bussing out during your set? Um, I don't know, Green River by Credence.
Rochelle Hunt and Jeremy Story Carter with you. We're taking you to Charlton today. Jeremy, we've heard a lot of things that happen in Charlton. This. Went to the Charlton show a few years ago. The ferret racing was spectacular. The ferret racing. Is there such a thing still? I, don't I went to school with a kid that would that raced ferrets. The fact that we've got... <laughs> that says a lot about... A lot of things, really. Um, the ferret racing to tennis tournaments, agricultural shows, obviously the festival we've been talking about, there is a bit going on in Charlton. Greg Towers is the publican of the East Charlton Hotel. Greg, you went to school in Charlton, you went away. What made you move back to Charlton and then become the publican? Oh, it was time to come home. I, um, all in all, I, the way it started was I came back to Charlton in 2018 for a school reunion. Um, I'd been back a few times, but 2018 was the main, it was our 30-year school reunion. Came home and, um, yeah, that night, all the reunion was held at the East Charlton Hotel and it was a Charlton show weekend, so everyone came back. Uh, myself and Leanne... Um, they may have hooked up that night <laughs> <laughs> in the East Charlton Hotel. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so we ended up... You felt an obligation own. to buy it. <laughs> yeah, well, it was just meant to be like a good weekend, but things didn't go that way. We kept in contact and did 12 months long distance and she ended up getting a transfer up to Queensland where I was. And um, once she moved in, it's when I realised it's probably time to come home. <laughs> And you're talking about a silly grin on your face. I've been back there 15 months and I haven't wiped it off since I've been oh, there. So. <laughs> love it. What makes it good? What, As somebody who's who's moved back, what makes it fun? you just got everyone keeps an eye out for each other. Look, we're both Leanne and I born and bred in Charlton in the Bush Nursing Hospital. And um, so you know everyone. Like, you know their kids. Like, we get the kids coming into the pub. We know who they are. And if they mess up, we just say, look, we went to school with your mum and dad, mate. <laughs> Pull your so, head in. That's it. Yeah. Like, you just don't have trouble. Like, See, it's you, just everyone was, keeps an eye out. Do you feel like you were kind of destined, Greg, to eventually be, you know, the publican of, of the East Charlton Hotel? Oh, as a kid, um, we lived at one end of town and the supermarket's right next door to the pub. And... Um, we used to walk up the supermarket with mum and you'd see the old fellas dropping the barrels down in into the cellar. And they'd be big, burly, sweaty blokes doing it and I always ask mum, can I stay and watch? Because it was just, <laughs> as a kid, it was like blokes, like that was a man's world. And like all these years later, here's me doing it. <laughs> so it's just, I don't know, it's something about it. I just... It's a cool town. Like, if you want to have a go in the town, no matter what you choose to do, if you have a go, you'll do all right. And I've I've actually spoken to um, a couple of people now who, uh, you know, during the pandemic and lockdowns made the call to leave Melbourne, uh, didn't know exactly where they wanted to go and um, thought, oh, there's that festival in that town called Charlton. Um, maybe I'll give that a crack. I've since bought there and... Um, you know, haven't looked back. I mean, what do you think about how the the town is represented through um, the festival that's gone this weekend? Oh, it's great. Kate is just an absolute legend. I yeah, I go out of my way to do whatever I can do to help her. She just the vibe that comes with this festival is amazing. Like 
we end up, Leanne and I and all the staff at the pub end up with bugger all sleep um, all weekend. And they're just, you just want to be around them the whole time because they're just happy, relaxed, fun. Yeah. It's the best. It's just one of the greatest vibes I've ever felt. <laughs> Oh, Greg, I feel like that there's going to be this huge influx, right? If, there, if there's a local real estate agent, his phone or her phone is ringing hot right about now. Hey, Greg, have a yeah. wonderful weekend. You're going to be super busy this weekend, but thanks for your time. Yep, no worries. And the Bay Marie's still in play. Oh, oh crucial. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you get to it. Greg Towers, the publican there of the East Charlton Hotel. That refers to an earlier call we had uh, where yes. it was a non-negotiable that if a pub had a Bay Marie with veggies in it, then that absolutely deserved a stop off. So And good veggies, right? Because there's Bay Marie with veggies where you're like, whoo. You hold geez. up the bean and it sort of snaps there, in half. Yeah. That cauliflower's seen better days. Yep. But a good veggie Bay Marie, which they have there. Peggy Merber North says, hey guys, we stayed at the Traveller's Rest in Charlton on our very first overnight of our big trip. The Medivac helicopter was evacuating a poor fellow traveller to hospital after a heart attack. Talk at the town at the friendly pub that night and an interesting start to our holiday. A great little town to stop over. But that's changing. It's going from stop over mm-hmm to places where people are staying and moving. Yeah, and there's um, there are so many elements to the town. One is this beautiful theatre, which has been um, sort of refurbished in, in recent years. We've had a number of, um, yeah, references to it because it's it, it sort of looks like it's actually not only a place of great history, but one that's going to sort of kick into the, the next uh, iteration of its life. Uh, Judy's called through from Sorrento. Judy, have you ever um, seen the, the theatre in downtown Charlton? Absolutely. What makes we, it so beautiful? It's Art Deco and it's fantastic. And it was it was absolutely wrecked by the floods, not the last ones, the ones before. And Sorrento, um, RSL and um, and the um, football club and the community raised heaps of money for it to, to, to refurbish it. And the Charlton people invited us all to Charlton for the opening of the reopening of the theatre. And we saw the artists, which was very appropriate because it was a silent movie. (laughs) That's amazing. What's the connection between Sorrento all the way down on the Mornington uh, Peninsula and Charlton up in northern Victoria? I have absolutely no idea. (laughs) That makes two of us. It's just because they're the friendly town, right? Someone needed help and they reached out and they're helping. And we've heard today, Judy, you know, uh, you know, Janet's uh, daughter got married there and from everything that she said, it was one of the most picturesque and beautiful places to get married. When was the last time you went to Charlton? Well, the weekend of the party, which was ages ago, a few years ago, but it was fantastic. And the Sorrento community had a huge night and they had, I don't know, 12 bands, Russell Morris played. It was amazing. <laughs> and then we all got on a, and the... Um, Poor people from Charlton who were flooded out all came in a bus to Sorrento for a few days. But unfortunately, it poured with rain. Yeah. If anyone knows the connection, I'm sure people will text in and let us know. Can we end with this text, Jeremy Story Carter? True story. Stopped in Charlton one night. The pub was booked out for a meal. My father-in-law was born and bred in Charlton. Dropped his name. We got a table and a couple of free drinks. Hey. Isn't that, I mean, that's Charlton right there. Drop a name. I'm like, actually, we will find you a table, my friend. I've loved that the through line through all of this is this 
idea that it, you know it's all it's one thing to sort of say you're a country town or that you're a friendly town, but we have heard from so many people who live <laughs> that, who 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 are the embodiment of it, and who are committed to the idea of being some somewhere that's welcoming, somewhere that's excited to be just exactly itself. Jeremy Story Carter, a part of the National Regional Reporting Team. Your story on Charlton is going online this weekend. People will be able to find out more, see photos, all sorts of stuff. Yep, be heading there. It should be great. Well, jump onto the ABC's website if you want to see Jeremy Story Carter's piece on Charlton. For everyone that has shared their stories of Charlton today, thank you so much. If you are a local real estate agent in the area, then you are welcome, my friends, because I dare say you've got plenty of business. I'll be back with you tomorrow. Until then, take care and speak soon.